Well, this is a great passage we have today in our gospel. I like the fact that Jesus is doing a kind of a primitive form of crowd control. So, so that the, the crowds don't mob him, he's got to get in the boat, push out just a little bit into the lake, and then he teaches them from that. So there's a little bit of water between him and the crowd. So there's like a little bit of primitive crowd control going on there. He's like a first century rock star or something, and, and uh, he's, he's ensuring his own safety, I think, by, by doing that. But it says that they, the crowds were pressing in on him and they were listening to the word of God. So the word of God is being presented. Okay. Now, you might be hearing someone preach and you say, well, you know, sounds good. If it was true, then it would probably mean a lot to me, but I'm not sure if it's true. Well, what God does through Christ is he works a miracle after the preaching of the word of God to verify the word of God. So if there are any doubts amongst the apostles, such as Peter, those doubts vanished as soon as that miracle took place. The miracle is kind of cool. So the, the fishermen, they know their trade. And uh, we can go to this day to the section of uh, Lake Gennesaret, uh, the sea of, otherwise known as the Sea of Galilee, and you can see the area where Peter and uh, the other apostles would have fished, okay? because it's um, a section where there's these springs of water that feed into the, uh, into the Sea of Galilee, and the water there is a little warmer. And so fish will gather in that area, and it hasn't changed geologically for 2,000 years, so it's the same place to this day that was there in Jesus' day. And uh, fishermen go by night sometimes. You get some good catches at the nighttime, so they worked all night. Now, actually, I don't even know why that is. If there's any fishermen here, you might be able to tell me, but I know that sometimes fishing at night is pretty good. So anyways, they know their trade. They know that there isn't any fish. Jesus says, lower your nets. They catch so many fish <laughs> that they got to fill up both boats, and then both boats are in danger of sinking. And that was instantaneous. So this is a very impressive miracle for uh, a fisherman. Uh, but what is Jesus? What is Peter's response? And then what does Jesus say to Peter? And this is what it's important, I think, what I want to talk about. Peter falls on his face and he says, "Lord, depart from me. I'm a sinful man." Okay. So the truth of the Word of God has the power to convince us and to convict us of sin being verified and supported by the miracle was like a knife that went right to Peter's heart. And basically he became extremely conscious of all his sins. And in the face of these sins and in the presence of uh, someone who he sensed was 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 divine or semi-divine, I don't know if he had a full understanding of who Jesus was right at that moment, it was very fearful for him. But Jesus consoles his fear, says, do not fear. Go and I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Do not fear. So the whole issue of fear, I think, is very uh, very pertinent, very important to talk about. Um, Jesus says, do not fear here in this situation. There's other passages, many passages in the Gospels where Jesus says, fear. <laughs> He says, you should fear. Do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can cast both into hell. So Jesus does actually say that we should fear sometimes, and he recommends it, and many of his teachings actually imply that there is some kind of a fear that's that's appropriate for a Christian to have, and then there's some sort of a fear that's not appropriate to have. Okay, So we just got to distinguish. It's not like all fear is bad or all fear is good. 
Some fear is bad, some fear is good. Now, what's the difference? What's the good kind of fear? What's the bad kind of fear? Well, in our tradition, there's, there's delineated three different kinds of fear. There's what's called um, <clears throat> uh, slavish fear. That's the bad kind of fear. Uh, the devil and the demons experience slavish fear in relation to God. And what that is, is they fear God's punishments on account of their sins, but that fear is not effective for, for them to detach themselves from sin and to repent. Okay, so there are some people who they have this, this terror of God when they think about it, and they usually don't. They try to push God and judgment and punishment. They just push it out of their consciousness, distract themselves their whole lives, and they just forget about it. But for those few moments of their life where, you know, perhaps it kind of comes to the forefront of their consciousness, they are terrorized by the idea of God because they know that their, their sins are going to, they're going to be held accountable for their sins. But the thing is that fear they experience does not cause them to let go of their sin and repent. That's a kind, that's a slavish fear. That's the kind of fear that the devil experiences. That's the fear that probably Saint Peter here was starting to experience. And Jesus says, do not fear. That's a bad kind of fear. Trust me, I love you. I'm here present to you to forgive you and to make you whole and to heal you. Come to me, follow me, and I'm going to transform you and make you into a new creature. So do not fear in that sense. There's two other kinds of fear, though. There's what's called servile fear. And that is the fear of God's punishments in light of our sins but this fear, unlike the slavish fear, causes us to actually detach ourselves from our sins, to let go of our sins, and to start to head towards God. That, now, that's a good kind of fear. That's a healthy kind of fear. And the, uh, the Catholic theologians from the time of the 16th century were very insistent that this kind of fear is good because there were many theological errors amongst the Protestants at that time who were saying a Christian should never fear. All fear is bad. It has no place in the Christian life whatsoever. That's a, that's a, a very um, serious error. okay? Because there is a whole section of humanity on this earth, right on the face of this earth right now, who will not repent and give themselves to God and do what's right unless they're motivated by that healthy kind of fear. And so you're going to have a huge swath of humanity who essentially will be unconverted unless that sort of fear is a reality and is appreciated as something healthy. Then there's a higher kind of fear. This is the best kind of fear. It's called um, the fear that a son would have. Okay, So it's called filial fear. It's the fear that a son would have uh, towards his father because he doesn't want to displease his father because he loves his father. And the thought of displeasing his father makes it, he's afraid of doing that. He doesn't want to do it because of love. So love is the foundation and the, and the primary motive of that kind of fear. That's the highest kind of most virtuous, if you will, sort of fear. And that's the fear that is recommended to us, uh, most especially by Christ and by the Gospels. Um, so my brothers and sisters, we just have to differentiate between a bad kind of fear and a good kind of fear. And the thought that all fear is bad is really, it's a, a Protestant error. And we as Catholics should have nothing to do with it. We need to repudiate it. Um, it says in the Book of Wisdom, uh, talking about the bad kind of fear, fear is nothing but a giving up of the helps that come from reason. 
So another way of differentiating the good fear from the bad fear is on the basis of reason. There's an irrational fear. That's bad. But there's a reasonable fear. Okay, If you really love God and you don't want to displease him, you're afraid of displeasing him. That's reasonable. Or if you know, you're conscious that your sins are going to result or have the consequence of punishment, and you fear that, and that causes you to repent, well, that's reasonable. That's a very smart, rational thing to do. So there's rational fear, which is a good kind, and there's irrational fear. That's the bad kind. Here, though, uh, Jesus is saying, let go of that irrational kind of fear. I love you. I'm here present to make you a new person. Come follow me. So my brothers and sisters, let's, let's do that today.